0: South Africa have won the Rugby World Cup three times. Heroes and legends have been made as our men in green and gold have gone all the way to glory and lifted that Webb Ellis Cup. In this video, I am going to select a dream team made up of all the Springboks between 1995 and 2019 and pick the ultimate 15 plus a bomb squad. Of course, it's my selection, and that makes it highly subjective, and no doubt you'll agree, but also strongly disagree with some of my choices. So get your pitchforks handy, and let's get started. Again, just to be clear, this is my selection, and I have no doubt that you will agree with some of them and strongly disagree with others. We'll try and keep it respectful and courteous as well. Let me know what you think in the comments section, and no doubt I am going to omit some magnificent Springbok players from this team, and I am no doubt going to leave out some of your favorites along the way as well, just to be clear. But this is all in the name of fun, and no offense is meant to anybody. Disclaimer, I'm only selecting Springboks for my team that actually won the Rugby World Cup. So that means someone like John de Villiers, who was a magnificent player and one of the greatest Springboks we've ever seen, is ineligible for selection. Because even though he was part of the 2007 squad, he got injured in the first match. So we don't really know how he would have gone at that tournament otherwise. Similarly, somebody like Kourbis Fasaki, who I think is one of the greatest tight end props that the Springboks have ever produced, is ineligible for my team because he played at the 1999 Rugby World Cup, and of course we didn't win that tournament. So let's start, speaking of Corbis in the front row. In the number one jersey, my choices are between Austurant and Tendai the Beast Mtawarira. Both of these players were magnificent athletes, it has to be said. I think that both were actually quite athletic, and it is fair to say that maybe Ors' career straddled the amateur and professional era. So the 1995 Ors Runt is not the same as the 2007 version. Also, we're talking about a 12-year age gap as well for Ors. But for me, the way I'm looking at it is what did they do at the actual tournaments? Now, both of them were incredibly strong scrummages, but I'm thinking about that 2019 Rugby World Cup final when Beast scrummed Dan Cole mercilessly into the ground around about the the three or four, four minute mark and won us a scrum penalty, and I felt in that moment that we were going to win the World Cup that day. And for that moment alone, I am going to pick Beast as my starting prop. Now, remember I said that I'm having a bomb squad, and that means that Oster Runt will be on the bench to start with, and he will come on in the second half. As you can see, guys, it's really difficult to choose between these two great warriors. Now, let's have a look at what we would do at Hooker. You've got Chris Rousseau in 1995. John Smith, who was the captain in 2007, and then in 2019, Russi Erasmus employed the bomb squad tactic. Bongi Mbonambi was the starting hooker, with Malcolm Marx coming on in the second half. And I am going to emulate what Russi did in 2019. So as good as Chris Rousseau was, and as great a leader as John Smith was, I'm picking Bongi Mbonambi as my starting hooker, and I'll have Malcolm Marx on the bench, and he will come on in the second half to do some serious damage to whoever our opponents might be at the Rugby World Cup in this fantasy scenario. Tighthead is another very difficult selection. You've got Bali Swat from 1995. In 2019, CJ van der Linde. Remember, Yanni Duplessis was also there. And in 2019, we had France Malherbe as well as Vincent Koch. For me, the standout number three out of those guys is France Malherber. So I'm going to start with France, but I'm going to keep an option on the bench. My bomb squad tighthead is going to be CJ van der Linde. Lock is an impossible task. Let's just look at the scenarios. You got Hannes Stradom and Kourbis Visser in 1995. Now, quick disclaimer, I'm not counting Mark Andrews in this scenario because he was a number eight in the 1995 Rugby World Cup final. He was also playing eighth man in the semifinal. Yes, he played lock earlier in the tournament, but when we actually won it, he was at eighth man. So in this scenario, I'm considering Mark to be a number 8, which I grant you is a little unfair, but it does make it a little bit easier to make a selection. In 2007, we had Victor Matfield and Bucky Spurter, possibly the greatest lock combination the Springboks have ever had. And in 2019, you had Irban Etzebet as well as Luit de Jager. Now remember, Luit left the field in the first half because of an injury even though he had been magnificent in the tournament up until that point. It's an incredibly difficult selection to make, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep the combinations in this instance. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with Bakis and Victor, and then I'm going to bring Irben and Lurt on in the second half, so Etzebet and Dejager will be part of my bomb squad. I'm also aware that there could be some serious hypocrisy at play here, some serious inconsistency, because I'm pretty sure I've done another video where I actually Actually made a similar selection but I went the other way around or I may have done a combination of the two and that just again shows you how difficult it is to choose between these wonderful Springbok Warriors. Let's move on to the loose trio and this might well be the part where those pitchforks come out. You've got Francois Pinoy at open side in 95, Skulk Burger at OpenSide in 2007 and Captain Sia Kulisi in the number six jersey in 2019. How are we supposed to pick between these three great players? Well, I'm picking Skalk Berger and that's just the end of it. I might be a little bit biased, but the way I see it, the question really is, who is your number six and why is it Skalk Berger? Yeah, he is my favorite. (laughs) Sorry Sia, sorry Francois, love you guys. But Skulk is my pick. At blindside, I'm going with Peter Steff de It's kind of an easy one because in the aftermath of that Rugby World Cup triumph in 2019, Peter Steff de was named the player of the year. Nothing against Ruben Creer, who was a magnificent number seven, and also Juan Smith, who was a great player for the box. But I'm going with Peter Steff de Plus, he also gives you a line-out option that Juan Smith and Ruben Creer don't give you. Number eight, we have Mark Andrews, we have Donny Rousseau, and we have Dwayne Vermeerlin. As magnificent as Mark Andrews is, I just think he's actually a lock, and in terms of picking this team, we have him at eighth man, and that makes it a little bit easier for me to select Dwayne Vermeerlin as my eighth man. By the way, I said I'll have a 6-2 split on the bench, and my sixth loose forward will be Sia Colisi. Do you really know your rugby? Do you always get your predictions right? Why not make some money then? Open an account right now with Tic Tac Bets and get up to 2,000 Rand and 20 spins with your first deposit. The link is appearing on your screen and I'll also put it in the description area. Please note that this is an affiliate link and I will make a little commission on it. Winners know when to stop. National Responsible Gambling Program, toll-free helpline, 0800-006-008. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Some of you guys are probably going to call for my head right about now. It's time to select the Scrum half. We have 1995 hero, US van der Westezen, who is many people's favorite Springbok of all time. The 2007 number nine was Farid prier, who I personally think is the greatest scrum half the box have had. And then we have box-kicking masterclass man himself, Thuff de Clark, as our scrum half in 2019. Well, you probably know where I'm going with this, given what I've said about each of these three men. Fareed Dupria makes my team as the scrum half. Flyhoff is a little bit easier for me to select. You've got Joel Stransky from '95, Butch James in 2007, and in 2019 we had Andre Pollard. Now Pollard was the leading point scorer at the tournament, so that certainly brings him into the equation, but how can you ignore what Joel Stransky did in 1995? I think Stransky had the perfect tournament. He was excellent against Australia in that opening victory. He scored 22 points. He did well for the rest of the tournament. Reliable goal kicker he was too. And then of course that iconic drop goal to win us the World Cup in 95. You cannot ignore something like that when you're picking this kind of a team. And so Joel Stransky is my number 10. I'd also point out that Andre Pollard, as excellent as he was in the final in 2019, he had actually been slightly inconsistent throughout the rest of the tournament. He peaked at the right time, yes it is true, so I'm going with Joel Stransky because I just think that over the course of the tournament, he was the best of the three fly halves. Now we move to inside center. This is for me the most difficult position to actually pick. And that's because each of our 12s at the various tournaments were asked to play very different roles at the tournament. And it's actually my opinion that in the last 30 years of rugby, Inside center is the position that has changed the most in terms of what is expected of a player in that role. So let's have a look at Henny LaRue in 1995. Kitch Christie effectively asked Henny to be a second fly half. If you look at what happened in 2007, Francois Stein was a ball carrier, a ball distributor, and also a backup goal kicker. And, of course, we know he could tackle quite ferociously. And then in 2019, you have Damien Dialende, whose primary role in the team, really, was to try and get over the advantage line. This is a wrecking ball of an inside centre and a man who cannot be compared to Henny or Francois. Now, given what is at stake for this hypothetical team, remember, we're trying to win a Rugby World Cup with this dream team, I am going to pick Damien Dialende as my 12 and I'm going to keep Francois was staying on the bench as part of my bomb squad because I want a man on the field in the dying moments who knows how to win a Rugby World Cup. Remember he's done it twice. Outside center is an easy one for me it's Jacques Farid. Jaapy Milder was a magnificent rugby player no doubt about it and actually one of my favorites in those days and Lukanyo Am um, I think is a generational talent however For what they did at each of the three World Cups, I have to pick Jacques Fauré as the best 13. The selection doesn't get any easier when you look at the wings. On the left, who do we have? You've got Peter Hendricks, who scored our first try at a Rugby World Cup. You've got Chester Williams, who scored four tries against Western Samoa. You have Brian Abana, who is the joint leading try scorer in the history of the Rugby World Cup. And you have Makazole Mapimpi, who scored the Springboks' first try in a Rugby World Cup final. But I think, again, given the way that I've described those three men, you would know that it's going to be Brian Abana that I select. So Brian Abana is my number eleven. On the right wing, it's very difficult as well. Cheslin Colby, who can forget what he did in the 2019 Rugby World Cup final. You've got JP Peterson, who scored tries for fun in the 2007 tournament, and was also solid as a rock defensively. And then you've got James Small, who had so many outstanding attributes. James was, by the way, my favorite player at that stage. I loved James Small. And this was a man who had pace, he had power, he could tackle, he could pass. He could do it all. And who can forget that demolition job that he did on Jonah Lomu in the 1995 Rugby World Cup final. Okay, I know that most people would say defensive job, but I'm saying demolition job because, well, he was my favorite. And I'm allowed to say things like that about my favorites. However, guys, having said all of that, if I look at the individual performances across the board, don't forget James didn't actually score a try in the 1995 World Cup. And while JP Peterson was excellent in 2007, I just think the X factor and the magic that Cheslin Colby brings to the Springbok team, not forgetting that beautiful try he scored in the final against England, gives him the edge in the selection. So Cheslin Colby is my right wing. And if that was a difficult selection, not that any of the others weren't, how about fullback? Well, we have André Hubert, the Rolls-Royce of fullbacks, a man who played the semifinals and the final with a glove because he had a broken hand. You also have Percy Montgomery, a man who was a goal-kicking machine and it actually felt in 2007 as if he would never miss a kick at goal. He was also the leading point scorer at the 2007 Rugby World Cup. And then you have Vili LaRue, the backline general who made it all happen in 2019 on our way to victory. How do we choose between these three wonderful players? It's an incredibly difficult choice to make, but I'm going to go with Monty on the strength of him being the leading point scorer at the Rugby World Cup in 07. I'm also aware that I may very well have done a video, a similar video, where I picked Andre over Monty, but that just speaks to the impossible task that I have set myself here. Right, now this team needs a captain. Bear in mind that I've not selected Francois Penard, I've not selected John Smith, and Sia Colisi is on the bench as part of my bomb squad. By the way, you want to know who my reserves are in terms of the backline? I've got Joost van der Vestazen and Francois Steyn as my two backline players. Right, now you'll remember earlier in the video, I told you that I'm going to start with Bucky's and Victor. And the reason is because I want Victor Matfield to captain the team. He will start as the skipper, and then when the bomb squad comes on, in the second half, Sia Colisi will take over the captaincy duties. Dwayne Vermeulen could do it as well, Berger could also do it, and Fareed Dupriya is also a man who can captain the Springboks as he did at the 2015 Rugby World Cup. Hey, if you're enjoying this video, why not consider becoming a patron? You can click on my Patreon link, I'll put it on the screen, as well as in the description box, and there will be great benefits for members. And I suppose we also need a coach. So who are the options? Kitch Christie, a man who came in to do what he called an ambulance job. He arrived less than a year out from the Rugby World Cup and oversaw a tremendous transformation in the Springboks, who were probably a good team when he took over, but became a very good team during his tenure. Crucially, he managed to get the boys to peak at the right time. Then we have Jake White, the only coach that is a contender for the position who actually had what I think a Springbok coach should be given, and that is four seasons in between World Cups to prepare for the next tournament. White put his team together in 04 and he told these players that they were going to win the World Cup in 07. Some of them were not so sure after the debacle of the 03 World Cup, which also included things like Kampstadraat. White's vision came to fruition. I do think that the 07 Springboks had a slightly easier path to victory, but that is not their fault. It's not Jake White's fault. And the manner of the victory was arguably the most emphatic of the three World Cups that the box have won. And then you have Russy Erasmus. A man who took over approximately 18 months before the World Cup, so similar to Kitch in that sense, and he had to put a team together quickly, and he did just that. As we managed to, just like Kitch's team peak at the right time and win the Web Ellis Cup for the third time. So how do we pick between these three men? Well, let's look at what happened at the World Cups. Kitsch had a little bit of an advantage in that he was playing the World Cup on home soil. Russi is the only one of the three to have actually lost a match at the World Cup. We lost in the pool stages to New Zealand before ultimately going on to lift the trophy, becoming the first team, by the way, to lose a pool game and go on and win the trophy. And then Jake White's team was, of course, the most dominant of the three, as we almost steamrolled our way to victory. And who can forget that emphatic 36-0 annihilation of England in the pool stage. And so because SA Rugby did the right thing and actually gave a coach four seasons to build a team and prepare for the World Cup, and then we actually won the tournament in excellent fashion to boot, I'm going to make Jake White my coach for this team. So what do you think? Who is in this team that shouldn't be there? Who isn't there that you believe I should have included? Let me know in the comments section. See you next time.